Happy birthday, Simply Focus Podcast. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Simply Focus Podcast. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Simply Focus Podcast. What a great year. One year, 52 episodes with a lot of learning, solution-focused insights, and ideas for life in joy and ease. In this birthday episode, Elfie and Dominic are on the other side of the microphone. So please welcome them and their wonderful guest host of today's birthday show, John Murphy. Well, what a pleasure it is for me to be honored by interviewing two folks that I've come to greatly respect. And I'm very honored to speak with my friends, Elfie Cherney and Dominic Godot, here in my living room in Conway, Arkansas. Elfie and Dominic spent some time with me yesterday doing another podcast, and I popped the question, hey, you're always the ones talking with other folks and I was genuinely fascinated. I wanted to ask them more questions than they asked me. So now I get a chance. I really appreciate the opportunity to do this because I think not only me but a lot of the listeners out there would like to learn more about your journey and experiences. So thank you for letting me be the one to interview you. Thank you very much for having us as your guest on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's a little bit of a role reversal here. So to jump right in, I would be interested in knowing what kinds of solution-focused ideas have helped you to first even decide to do this, and secondly, have helped sustain a year and a half traveling through North America, talking with all kinds of people and having all kinds of experiences, some of which I hope we can learn in the next 45 minutes here. So if you want to take a run at that one, we'd love to hear about that. Yeah, thank you for this question. From the beginning on, it was clear that we want to have a solution-focused journey, and that meant that we want to know a lot about our preferred future, and that we also want to know a lot about things that already go into the right direction. I want to highlight and make them visible, and then from there, look on signs of progress and small next steps, and also just see where they take us. And, well, for one and a half years, our journey has taken us to so many different places that we could never have imagined before and I think it was and still is the magic of our SF on tour that we are doing right now in North America. Yeah and thinking about what solution focused ideas helped us to co-create this journey and also to stay on this journey. I'm totally with what Dominic said and I think there are also plenty of other ideas like change is happening all the time and to embrace the fact that change is happening all the time was a very very helpful thing for us because it helped us to amplify useful change. It helped us to notice moments where we go in the direction that we want to go. It helped us amplify moments where we see, oh, this works. We should do more of that. It helped us also to celebrate moments that worked and also steps that worked. So when we bought our RV, for instance, so this was one year before we started our journey. We had the idea of doing this journey and then after a few weeks we saw nothing really happened Mm -hmm. and then we said oh let's discuss what we could do now and we sat together and did a time to think round which is inspired by Nancy Klein's idea and we add a little solution focus to it through the questions we ask each other 
and we sat together and every one of us had like seven minutes and the other person was just listening for seven minutes and then we took turns and yeah. the question was how would we notice in the upcoming days or weeks that we are on our way to our preferred future and then we started you know to think and to listen to each other and within half an hour we knew exactly what to do we knew that we now have to buy the RV that wow. we will not do so much research on the kind of RV we need but just yeah buy it and then build from there wow yeah changes happening all the time is something that's easily said and our main or one of our main focuses in the beginning and also during our journey was getting to the essence of life and that meant also getting to the essence of solution focus and that also meant or means that we want to experience all the things while we tell people and we kind of yeah. preach and this has been really an interesting one changes happening all the time the potential that lies in that especially when things didn't go the way they should have gone for example it isn't always that easy to see that also this moment that you might not like or the situation you're in where you don't want to be doesn't last forever mm. even there that this change is happening all the time is very hopeful for us because you know that well there will be better times again even without doing anything and without having solution focused conversation but just embracing this idea of this constant and constant not in, in a way constant fluctuation or yeah this constant say, fluctuation yeah. yeah this constant change interesting and change is happening all the time is also a big theme for us as change is happening all the time on the road as well so there are not many days and there were not many days where we stayed longer than one week at the same place mm -hmm. so we wow. were constantly changing places we were constantly you know figuring out our environment and learning where to dump our water where to dump <laughs> our toilet where to get food and where to get a good coffee and sure. it was very interesting also for us to learn what works for us in those ah. constant changing environments mm -hmm. and then also to learn how we can adapt even more quickly to mm -hmm. different environments by working on what works and if something doesn't work do something different wonderful well you know what strikes me is that what you are doing and have done and I suspect will continue to do is something that a lot of people talk about but not too many people actually do <laughs> and I don't know if that makes sense to you and you have people say to you oh I just think it's so cool that you've done this I've always wanted to do something like this and I, I'm curious you know one if you've heard that from people and then a natural follow-up question to that is wow uh, you actually did it and you've mentioned that you had to learn as you went kind of what worked and just knowing life as it is the constant fluctuation as you were saying Dominic I'm sure there were moments where you looked at one another and said wow this didn't exactly go the way we wanted it to and just again maybe your thoughts on the kind of commitment of your goal and what kept you going into this process this journey where it would have been I'm just guessing easy at times maybe in the beginning especially where you were kind of figuring out this stuff it would have been easy maybe to fold it up and say okay we tried what has kept you going even through some of those rough spots 
I love this question. And indeed, there was a moment at the very beginning when we came to North America and we started our turn in Halifax. Dominic and Bibiana actually drove down the East Coast while I flew to Colorado for my Wim Hof Method certification program. Mm -hmm. And then I flew to Florida. So in Florida, we started together to figure out, you know, how to live in North America. And then after a few weeks, it was really hard because we wanted to go to a campground and we are used in Europe that there are always possibilities on the road where you can park and where you're allowed to park and where you will have a safe place to stay. And then in Florida, we would go to the campground and then it's already closed because you can only come there till 5 p.m. And we wow. usually started to think about, well, where to sleep at 5 p.m. So there were a lot of really hard facts. So we sometimes landed on a warm-up parking or like, yeah, just figuring out our way. <laughs> and after a few weeks, we really said, oh my gosh, if this keeps being <laughs> like that, maybe we should change something. Yeah. And the interesting thing was that both of us, we looked at each other and actually the three of us, because we usually do those discussions also together with Bibiana. We said, mm -mm, it's not yet time to quit because we have this commitment. And if we go back now, we would feel like, no, this is not the experience we wanted to have. Mm -hmm. But we do not keep going just for the sake of going. We just tuned in and realized, no, it's not time to quit yet. So let's give it another few weeks and then let's check in together again. Yes, and a lot of people said what you mentioned, like, wow, I would have loved to do that too, but I can't or I couldn't or and they have their good reasons. And they also ask us, well, how is it to live your dream? And we realized several things with that. One is that for us, the preferred future was really, really important. It was never about the way we go. It was never about if we go left or right here. Mm -hmm. It was always about this preferred future. And this preferred future led us to so many different spots that we could never have imagined. And we also realized that we can have different preferred futures, but you can't have all of them. So for example, um, we spend most of our savings on this tour mm -hmm. and others, they prefer to have a house. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's kind of like also the choices you make allow for some things and not for others. And what we realized is that this is the way that we want to do it. And especially also leaving the way to our preferred future open and seeing where it takes us. And you ask us what kept us going. And our journey really took a different path after like three months because all those relationships started initially with Pam King, mm -hmm. who met us for 12 minutes, as you said, that's her story, how she tells it, in Frankfurt. And when we contacted her, said, of course, come on to Utah. And before said, well, and if you go to Utah, you have to go to Santa Fe and meet uh, Thorana and Victor Nelson. And then Jonathan Sherman replied to an email. Kirsten Dierov said, you have to connect to him. And so on and so on and so on. And from there, it really was a different journey because with every person we met, another person joined in. And I think one of the highlights of our tour was when we were at the SFBTA and we came home to a family. We came home to our solution-focused family of so many people and now friends that we met on the road and also so many people that we have not yet met, but that were part of our tour because we heard of them or they heard of us. Mm -hmm. And one of the most touching moments was when the SFBTA 
ETA gave us a Steve Deshaies Memorial Award for, they say, innovations of application yes. of solution focus. Yes. And for me, or for us, it was for connecting. Wow. We were so touched because we were invited to this family here and we could also, well, give them something with our presence and our way of being on the road. So this was really for us very touching mutual interaction, mutual relationships that yeah made this journey really magical. Thank you. I think you mentioned one thing, our preferred future, and we might not have shared yet what our preferred future was, but this very much reflects our preferred future. So there are several parts to our preferred future. One part was to share solution focus with the world and to connect people to solution focus who would never come in touch with solution focus on the one hand. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, to connect with solution-focused practitioners and share the amazing work they do. Because this is one of the things we noticed also in Europe. There are so many, many, many amazing people out there <laughs> doing such a great work. But we talked about that yesterday. Not everyone writes a book about it <laughs> or right. has not yet written a book about it. Mm -hmm. So the idea with the podcast came up because this is a way where we thought we could also share the brilliance of other people people and have people participating in our journey and our learning experience and also give back to the whole community of solution-focused practitioners, you know, to show what's going on in the world. And at the same time, building a library also for people who become curious about the solution-focused approach yes. when they meet us on the road. But then they have a chance to get to learn more about it by scrolling through the podcasts and finding out more about it. Oh, yes. And I, I know and just scrolling through the podcast list and some of the people and I mean, that is a goldmine of conversation. And I think it's a, a tremendous service to the profession as a whole and to the solution-focused community in particular. The one thing you mentioned, Elfie, that I'd like to follow up just briefly on is kind of a two-pronged goal. One is for the solution-focused brief therapy community. The other was bringing these ideas to groups and people who may not have experienced them, but could benefit from them. And I don't mean benefit, you know, in a disrespectful way that I know what they should benefit from, but just the nature of these uplifting kind of edifying ideas to share. And I'm curious if you would be willing to maybe just share one or two of those experiences of maybe conversations with people who may never actually sign up to call or go to a therapist, but that you were able to have conversations with that were very meaningful perhaps for both you and the people you had those with. Yeah, there are so many encounters. Yeah, I'm and sure it's hard to decide. Maybe I can just add one thing before I come to answer this question, because another part of our preferred future was also to dig into the essence of solution focus and uh -huh. the essence of life for ourselves. Ah, so and I yes, think this is yes. also a very important part because it's always for us about giving and receiving. And I think we also talked about this this way of being open for a great conversation and you highlighted it right now I think that if I talk with someone this is in the first place meaningful for me by mm -hmm. making it meaningful for me I think I can make it meaningful for someone else 
Mm. And we had encounters at coffee spots. I remember one amazing conversation we had with a woman in a coffee spot in Florida. Mm -hmm. And she was just about to build her business. And we somehow entered this conversation. And I asked her some solution-focused questions. And I think within half an hour, she was like from, oh, I don't know what to do, you know, to this bright and shining woman wow. um, acknowledging her greatness and seeing it and this was wonderful it was meaningful and it had an impact on her and we are still you know connected on facebook which also is for me a lovely way to stay in touch sure. and she meanwhile opened her business and everything is amazing and oh my everything works good in her business as it seems at least and looking back at this wonderful conversation that gave a lot back to me as well mm -hmm. beautiful story We had so many people approaching us, especially when they saw or see the RV and say, oh, what is this? And this is interesting. And tell us more. We want to know more. Oh, yes. The encounters, I think, that touched us the most were people who came and said, this is interesting. And it reminds me of things I heard or I do. And they started talking and it became clear that they already know what this is all about but they didn't have a name for it they were just doing that in real life and maybe not in the purest way yeah. but a lot of things that they saw and they told us about how important interactions are for them and how they figured out how they can change an interaction through a question and how they used to start questions that focus on strength for example or focus mm -hmm. on what the other person wants and you are then just there and think wow they just tell you what <laughs> <laughs> what do we do and what, what is essential for us and they haven't had a name for that yeah. and mostly when they approached us and this kind of becomes clear you see that it is meaningful for both sides because they suddenly have not only a name but also a community as like oh this is like some people who who started solution folks like it's like coming home mm -hmm. and these were also very very cool encounters especially because these people were mainly people who would never encounter solution focus maybe they would go to therapy mm -hmm. but not if, if you want to learn solution focus you have to stay in school pretty long you know we don't learn that mostly in in kindergarten or in primary school, you have to become a therapist or a psychologist or a teacher or whatever to encounter solution focus. And these were mostly people who didn't stay in school that long. Mm -hmm. And maybe through that didn't have a chance to become solution focus professionals. Mm -hmm. Well, when we saw or when we see how they suddenly realize, oh, there's a world out there they want to know more about. And they might go and buy a book or might have a website and find out more. I think these are very touching encounters for us. And it's interesting that the very thing you point out, that the people were already doing things that they may not have had a name for. I know I, in my, my first counseling book, I dedicated it to my mother, who had this wonderfully open-minded, optimistic approach to people, and she would find things that no one else saw. And, uh, and so I wrote in the dedication, thank you for being solution-focused before there was a word for it. <laughs> yeah, and I think that really hits largely at the heart of what a big part of your, your hope, your preferred future, whatever we might call this journey or the direction that you are aiming for, where you bring these ideas out into the world in a bigger way that can only happen outside of the um, 
hallowed walls of therapy rooms and universities and these kind of formal professionalized conversations. That's what I think is so remarkable, remarkable not just as it speaks to your commitment to doing this and actually doing it. <laughs> Lots of people talk about it. But second, to the real kind of more pervasive change that can happen out there in the world. And we see this on a very limited basis in therapy rooms. And I think what's both remarkable and very, very important about what you have done, and I, again, will continue to do, is really fanning out that kind of impact to communities, people, and formats that have really never been done or explored in any kind of a continuous way. I think it's, it's remarkable and extremely important to this work. So I thank you. I really thank you for that. And I think many other people do too. Thank you, John. That really means a lot. We just talked about conversations we had. And I think there's also another part to it that was very important to us when we created our motorhome, for instance. So what we noticed was that we want to create paintings around our motorhome that tell people, oh, there is something different about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. That's a message. Yeah. <laughs> and that invites people to approach us and to contact us and to really engage in a conversation with us. So that's was a very strong intention in, in the whole painting process and, you know, in creating those pictures and messages. And one thing we noticed was also that it's not only about the conversations, but we said, if we can make one person smile <laughs> when this person sees our RV, our motorhome, then we did something good because we made someone smile and this might impact his or her next conversation. And I think this is a very important part to our intention. So it's not only about bringing solution focus for the sake of bringing solution focus, but I think the bigger message for us that's truly important for us is to bring joy and ease to the world. Beautiful. And I know it's genuine. And that's another purity about what you're doing here is we commented earlier that we haven't known each other for years um, but sometimes you get to know people very mm. deeply and meaningfully in a relatively short period of time so that's a message that I know people who have listened to your podcast or anybody that's been around both of you for any period mm -hmm. of time 10 minutes and I'm serious about that no but it's important for me to say that you are as we say in the states the real deal <laughs> because this comes from a, a very genuine, sincere kind of motivation. And that kind of purity of intent is something that's not to be taken for granted. And I think the solution-focused community is very fortunate that you are here <laughs> and doing this kind of work and will continue to be. So it's very exciting to me and I know all of the solution-focused community. Mm. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I think it's also increasing. That's what we noticed when well, we started. And then with every podcast interview, with every person we met, we started to see all those differences and all the different ways of how people do solution focus, how people live their lives, how people engage with each other. And the longer the journey takes, the more and more and more we appreciate those different ways. And in solution focus, for example, before we left, I and I still have a very clear picture of how I 
I summarize solution focus and what is important to me. Mm-hmm. And back then, sometimes I couldn't really see the advantages or the reasoning or the story of what people told me when they had a different opinion. Mm-hmm. And now what I realize more and more is how I appreciate all those different versions, not only because they're different and because they're useful for them, but because they attract different people. And the more wow. people we can attract and solution focus, the better, the more people get in touch with this beautiful approach. And it doesn't even matter if I agree with the person and the way he or she does it, mm-hmm. kind of in every term and every sense. Mm-hmm. I just see the great work that they're doing and the importance of that they do it in exactly the way they do it, because they get to know other people than we do. We have people, for example, who come from a spiritual point of view, mm-hmm. and they, for them, solution focuses a spiritual path, you could say. For others, it's a playful thing to just play and see what happens and see what works. For third, it's a research approach where a task, for example, is gathering data of mm-hmm. what works. And for others, it's a systemic approach. And for others, it's a completely different approach. And we just see that it is important that we have all these different versions out there and that we can highlight them and also share them and well, we can learn to appreciate these differences even more. And one thing that I realized, we want to get to the essence of solution focus. And I thought that yeah. means having less and less kind of that at the end you only have like maybe one question or whatever or one focus yeah the one and only question yeah and now it's like yeah. the other way around we yes yeah, see that we really appreciate all the things that have been out there for years and also the new ideas mm-hmm. for example exceptions or instances two different words two different things exceptions can be anything that works well in your life that could be useful or also not useful right now but just to mm-hmm. highlight all those things that work compared to instances that are connected to what you want. And you could say, well, one thing is better than the other. What we realize is that all the things from problem-free talk to exceptions to tasks to the miracle questions to the best hopes question to whatever we encounter is and can be useful kind of gets more and more again. So that's really, really interesting for me to see. Very interesting. Yeah. And for me, the wonderful part is that all the practitioners we met have a very similar understanding on the basics of solution focus, like the Mm -hmm. idea that change is happening all the time, Mm -hmm. the idea that the action is in the interaction and that we won't talk about inner concepts and, you know, putting labels on other people and the respect we give towards people, the belief we have in other people, seeing people in their resources first and this Mm. to the very consequence in just trusting them that they will find their way to their preferred future. Mm. And I see them and I just have this strong and very genuine belief that they can do it. Mm -hmm. And this is like the basic line and everything. And then there are different ways of approaching it. And this is beautiful because every approach, every question that opens up an answering spectrum that invites people to think about their preferred future, that invites people to think about what works in their lives, that invites people to look in an appreciative way their relationships is helpful to build a life in joy and ease. And this is yeah, the real important thing for me. And I think well, one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about the solution-focused approach is that the solution-focused approach offers amazing tools of 
of having those conversations, of inviting joy and mm -hmm. ease into our lives and into the lives of the people we are with. Beautiful. And as I hear both of you talk about this, it occurs to me that maybe you're advocating and acknowledging the very thing we do with clients. If one client comes in and says, spirituality is very important to me. Well, then we go with that. I mean, we're not going to try to argue them out of that and say, well, you know, you should try it this way. We're going to meet them where they are, mm. honor that, and move with that. If somebody else comes in and wants a little more direction from us, then, you know, we're going to cooperate with that. And so I guess cooperation is one of those sort of platform kind of foundational ideas that's been with Solution Focus for years. So it's just interesting to kind of look at that on mm. two levels. One is between the helper or the worker and whoever we're serving, clients or consumers. And the other is within the community mm. itself, mm. that we're willing to actually, I guess what some people would say, walk the talk and treat each other and our different ideas within these uniform kind of principles in a similar way to acknowledge that some of these differences are very useful. And as a community, we can become stronger as a result of that. And I think this is such an important thing because we as solution-focused practitioners have the tools. So why only use them for our clients? Why not use them for yeah. our everyday interactions or for our interactions with each other as mm -hmm. professionals? Yeah, and I think this has been happening for many years, but I see it even increasing in leadership and community building and, and a lot of different contexts. And of course, it goes back to what you're doing too, you know, with presenting this in formats and venues and settings like coffee shops or roadside parks. So there's this cool van and, you know, sometimes the sign I know you put out there, it says free coffee and conversations, which is the coolest thing ever. A meaningful conversation. Meaningful <laughs> conversations, of course. And again, I think it's just exciting to see ideas that you believe really can increase that kind of connection that you said is so important to you in the work and to see those ideas being able to reach more people. Again, a beautiful part of your work. Thank you. And I think one very important part of what we do is also when someone engages with us, when someone comes and asks us a question, or also when someone comes and says, oh, I like your van, what is this about? Mm -hmm. That we have postcards with us that we would give to the person. And then on the back of the postcard, we have a solution-focused question. And we would invite the person in the course of our conversation to give answers to this question and we would also answer the questions if they mm -hmm. want us to answer them. And by that, we are so fast in a very deep conversation mm -hmm. and it's like this connection happens and I think this is really the important part when we are connected then people become curious and then they want to learn more about it because they see us doing something in a very different way to a lot of people at least and a lot mm -hmm. of people they mostly know and then they become intrigued and say oh mm -hmm. I need to know more about that there seems to be something good about it beautiful That's also something we do with all the groups that we work. We are invited to universities, for example, to work yes. with students or at conferences or in other groups that we meet. We always hand them our cards and give them a task to have a conversation with someone next to them and answer the question that they have on the back of the postcard mm -hmm. and look for at least five answers to that question mm -hmm. and then change the other person asks that question and then also looks for at least five answers to this question. 
question. Yeah, it's very and, powerful. And, and yeah. I witnessed that and participated in that just yesterday with my class that you were so good to visit. And I'd have to say, I, I knew a student for three mm. years and I learned things that were very important things about the student. And we just really appreciated the opportunity to respond to those questions. And it was a very powerful, meaningful experience for my students and me. It's just a testimony to the value of the mm. cards. And I think the tangible aspect mm. of a card, even beyond just the words, seemed to make a difference because we reflected back and forth to those questions multiple times during a relatively short, mm. uh, maybe eight, 10 minute conversation. Mm. We looked back at the cards and thought it was a really powerful method. Yeah. And when we have people answering those questions, what I really love about it is that they experience the power of the question and that mm. we can then have a very different conversation about solution focus and what solution focus is about, especially if they have not heard yet about uh, solution yes. focus. So instead of starting off, here's what solution focus is, sort of out of context and invite them to experience it and have a context from which to make more sense of a definition or a few basic principles of the approach. A very effective method. <laughs> and also to make it meaningful for them, we always ask them after they did that, what made this conversation that they just had meaningful? And there's so many great answers that <laughs> they come up with. And you see and realize how meaningful conversations emerge out of those questions, out of this approach that we all love. And you said how fast we were in contact with each other and mm -hmm. then just had those little conversations. And within a few minutes, you're in a very meaningful conversation. And it's beyond technique. It's not just like, oh, ask a question, but it's just these assumptions approach, just you could say mindset that really, really allowed us and allows us to get into conversations that we would never have had otherwise. And I also think people like to talk with us because usually the conversations are very joyful conversations and we would ask them about, well, what works in their lives, about their preferred futures. And yeah. this is something I feel people really like to talk about. I mean, you know, we won't talk about the preferred future in a detailed way like you would do in a yeah. therapy conversation. Sure. Mm -hmm. But when someone shares something about what they want to do, like with the lady in Florida where we had this conversation and then she was about to prepare her marketing things and she wasn't sure if she should put a big picture of her on the marketing and then oh, yeah. just asking, <laughs> okay, what difference would it make for you? What difference might it make for other people mm -hmm. when you're on there? And what difference might that make for your business? And then, you know, she shared just amazing things and it was very interesting for me to hear it and I learned a lot from her, actually. Mm. Oh, that's the beauty of this work. It's a great bonus, I think, yeah. what we can learn from clients constantly or anybody we interact with if we're willing to be open to yeah. it. Yeah. And on the other hand, I think this was also important to her because I guess no one usually asks her those questions. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, as we wrap up, I'm just going to take your cue on something that you just said, which is asking people that you meet with what was meaningful about the conversation. And I would invite you to take that in 
one of two directions or both directions or do something else with it, of course, <laughs> which we're open to. And that is what has been meaningful about this conversation or in a broader sense, what has been most meaningful as we sit here right now? I realize it might change tomorrow <laughs> or it might have changed if I asked last week. But as you sit here right now on your one year anniversary of the podcast, what has been one of the most meaningful aspects of this journey for you? For me, was for sure, again, to realize how much I started to appreciate the diversity, the differences, all the people that are on their way doing solution focus in their own way, with their own words, with their own specialities. And what we realize is that we're still such a small group in the world. And if we just all support each other as a team solution focus, we can really attract more and more people. So appreciating those differences, supporting each other and everybody going his or her way on our journey that we're all on. And we met people that were there from the beginning on when Insu and Steve invited the first people into their house to have those different conversations. And they are still learning too. They are mm -hmm. on their journey too. Mm -hmm. And everybody's on his or her journey. And so kind of really celebrating that and going that journey together as a team solution focus that's one thing i realized in conversation again and i think the most meaningful thing for me and for us on our journey beautiful and i would like to add to that two things and in two words it's connection and hope and what i mean by that is that throughout our journey here in north america as dominic highlighted at the beginning of our conversation today the one of the most important and meaningful things for me and for us i guess were the relationships we could build and the connections we could build and here i'm talking about connections with other amazing solution focused practitioners and I'm also talking about connections with people on the road we met with families we met with young and old people we <laughs> met and had just lovely experiences together <laughs> and realizing that the questions we ask that the way we listen to other people that the way we engage with other people when we do this from a genuine solution focused stance how much hope this can instill to other people but also to me because it makes me feel much more hopeful about the world it makes me feel hopeful about having an impact about inviting other people to experience more joy and ease in their life and you know about making this tap on the shoulder and to let someone know even if it's a stranger that he or she is loved wow. or seen or you know mm -hmm. acknowledged for being here mm -hmm. that's a very simple <laughs> but powerful commentary i think on what we do in this work I want to thank both of you. This has been a, quite a privilege and, and an inspiration for me to have this visit. And I would invite everyone who is listening to this to tell at least five other people in your life about SF on Tour because I can guarantee, and you don't hear psychologists say this a lot, we equivocate and we say maybe it could be that. There's a 50% probability. I am guaranteeing that if you tell those people to tune in to these conversations, 
kind of ideas that Dominic and Elfie embrace in their own lives and share with others that they are guaranteed to experience a bit more hope in their lives. And so thank you for letting me have this privilege of talking with you and for doing this wonderful work that you have done and will continue to do. Thank you so much and also a big thank you for this lovely challenge of the week. Oh, yes. Oh. And I think we found a co-host of our show. <laughs> hey, I have a radio voice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me going. I'll be here all week. It's always great to have a musician as host. Thank you very much, John, for having us and for inviting us to this really inspiring conversation. My pleasure. It's been a joy. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Simply Focus podcast. And now, let's go and comment at www.sfontour.com slash simplyfocuspodcast. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.